As you know, one second. Hello? Hello. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me do this, guys. Come on. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find my audio. All right, let me see if I can find audio on this here. Can you hear me? Hello? Okay, all right. I think I found the audio. One second, guys. Hello, 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 hello. All right, sorry about that, guys. Uh, check that. Missy, everything's working now. I apologize because I had to um, someone interrupt. Anyway, nonetheless, yeah, that should be good. Welcome, get to another stream of Chaos Rain. As you know, I'm Chaos Rain here. Uh, let me see if I could lower this. Let me see if my chat room's working. Uh, look like it's working. But to always be safe, let us. Let me um. Okay. I'm just gonna check one thing. If the volume sounds good, let me know in the chat room. If anything sounds good, hit a one, or you know. Make sure my, I'm all loud and clear. Okay. Yeah, looks like everything's good. So let's get into the affairs. As you know, the title. Chaos News. This might be um a weekly thing. Possibly. We shall see. Um, there is so much inf information out here. It's ridiculous. I gotta tell y'all firsthand that you'd be surprised what's out here. You know. A lot of stuff going on in the net. Um nothing really surprises me anymore, to be fair and honest with y'all. Uh, I think with the internet, there's so much information out here that it's no joke, you know. And I think we gotta be diligent to what's been said or what's been read. But nonetheless, the news is news, and it is what it is. It comes with the territory. I think a lot of people can learn a lot from the news outlets, some articles, etc. I think I, I learn a lot from a lot of things. Oh, oh man, wrong one. Hold on. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, shit, that was a bad move. Mind you, I, I'm still figuring out the kinks up here. All right, let me redo that. <laughs> All right, I, I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix it. 
Oh, here it is. Um, for those that's not subscribed to the Chaos Rain channel, don't be hesitant, hit that subscribe button, you know, and hit the top bell to know when I go live and, you know, all the other good things. I'm going to start reposting the, um, some of these shows onto audio podcasting. And the reason why I do this is because with using YouTube or any other outlets, the message can go further, but you are limited depending on what is considered censorship uh, or I like to call um, shadow banning, which I always think it was some myth. But it does happen. It does really does exist. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I can't explain why it does exist. Um, that's something I don't really look into. I think it does this because it's intentionally to hinder certain narratives, certain informations, etc. out here. And my thing is this. is that it comes with the territory people as you know there are a lot of great content on not only audio podcasts but also on visuals we call youtube but depending what is being put out here was said narrative certain keywords certain things that is not advertised friendly you will not see sometimes recommended on your side tabs of your phone apps or on your computer on the average unless you click onto one of these videos already then eventually it will recommend it but you never know um, I think as any person that does content or anybody that's gonna do content rather audio podcasting or YouTube you have to keep in mind that you're going to put more time and effort to put your information out here manually. Do not depend on certain outlets to sit there, share, or put what you have done for you. You'll be losing in that regard. And trust me, doing this now for almost a year and a half now, which is going to probably be two years and next two months, that I've learned personally that but any person, when you put out something, you go out to, you know, go out your way to scrap and find, interact, communicate, put your material out here yourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it gives any person, man or woman, especially a man, you go out to do more if you want to send out a certain message or narrative. So it comes with the territory, people. So keep that in mind. But I guess enough of that. Um, we could probably get into the information at hand. We can get the information at hand, really. Do. Um, and this is going to be an interesting one. I saw this on social media. And what I've noticed 
what I've really noticed. And this is very, not frightening, but this is very sad in a way that this does exist. So let's, let me find the article so I can give you more clarity. Let me pull it up. Um, let me see where it is. I have to find it now. I was just wondering. As I'm doing some right now, I'm trying to find the article. And it's going to be multiple articles right now. All right. I'm going to pull up this one, and I'm going to find the other one as well. And this one is very touching. Very touching. <laughs> so let me um, share this. Let's see if I can find it. image I'm trying to pull up something all right and I'm gonna pull up now and let me remove something so y'all can see this better. As you can see, and this is as big as I'm going to blow this up. And I could probably make it bigger for y'all to see. There we go. The first article in Chaos Writing News, <laughs> I was a teacher for 17 years, but I couldn't read or write. Now, why I'm sharing this? <laughs> I'm here about the school system passing by now because um, No Child Left Behind Act was initiated back in the early 90s for students that if they have not reached or have an understanding of any material or any works from their existing grades, most public, and we could say charter schools, but mostly all school systems now for the last roughly 30 years have passed along a lot of students. And they pass along because they, in their emphasis, it was more beneficial to not to keep certain students behind if they have not mastered or grasped the material. Um, previous grade. So they just normally just pass you along to the next grade and eventually you have to play the catch-up game. And as you know, at one point in all school systems, that's a bad idea because if you're just going to keep passing along student after student and they have not read at a certain level, did math or do any other material works and have a grip understanding normally by a uh, grade level because that's how things are shown that you have have an understanding by test scores and grade levels that you 
really truly were passed along every year. So if you just showed up in school and then did less of the work, you would obviously be moving on to next grade without no problem. Now, mind you, we all know the school systems here in America are more centered and more structured for women or girls to teach, mostly girls in a school system. What I mean, a more of a sit down, you don't move type of environment. We have desks put and centered in like squares, row after row, where you as a student, you sit down, you don't move, you listen to the instructor, most likely your teacher, just like the days of church, because school is a, a byproduct of the church institutions, that you sit there, you listen to somebody speak, and you sit there, regurgitate what they have said, and maybe go as far as write what you have learned from word of mouth. That's how school students were structured back then and still constructed now. Now we are in a form of digital learning, usually by computer monitoring and all that stuff. But nonetheless, let's go into the article. I was a teacher for 17 years, but I couldn't read or write. As you can see the man here. John Corcoran, or Corcoran grew up in New Mexico in the U.S. during the 1940s and 50s. One of six siblings, he graduated from high school, went on to the university, and became a teacher in the 60s. A job he held for 17 years. So from 1960 to 1977. A job he held for 17 years now. But as he explained here, he hid an extraordinary secret. What is that secret? This man could not read or write as a teacher going on for almost nearly two decades. When I was a child, I was told by my parents that I was a winner. And for the first six years of my life, I believe what my parents had told me. I was late in taking or talking, but I went off to school with a high hopes of learning to read like my sister. And for the first time, things were fine because there were many demands on us other than standing in the right line, sitting down, keeping our mouths shut, and going to the bathroom on time. Does that remind you of regular school system now that still does that today? You sit down, you be quiet, and have the teacher talk. Um, like I said before, nothing has changed throughout centuries of how school systems are run and structured. Mostly run and more structured in regards for women. Obviously, for the last century, I believe. But anyway... And then in the second grade, we were supposed to learn to read. But for me, it was like opening a Chinese newspaper and looking at it. I didn't understand what those lines were. As a child of six, seven, eight years old, I didn't know how to articulate the problem. Now, let me stop right here. As y'all know, 
because he only teach up to 1977. If you know, and this is a little glimpse and you could do further research, in 1975, they brought in and introduced what we call a learning disability or a special ed. Special ed then came into actual existence for all school systems that if a student reached a certain criteria or lack certain things, that the school system will get an extra 10 grand to help facilitate and get that student the necessary resource so they can catch up. Special SK came out in 1975. This man stayed around up to 1977. Now, for the reason why he left and left the school system after 17 years, I'm not sure Special SK was one of the factors of it, but I wouldn't be surprised it was the main reason why he stopped because he had been teaching for almost a generation. So, I want people to follow me that you got to follow the timelines here. This will explain why certain people stop doing what they do on the average. But let's go on and see if my assessment is right. Um, I remember praying at night and saying, please, Lord, let me know how to read tomorrow when I get up. And sometimes I never turn on the light and get a book and look at it and see if I got a miracle. But I didn't get the miracle at school. I ended up in the dumb road with a bunch of other kids who were having a hard time learning to read. I didn't know how I got there. I didn't know how to get out. And I certainly didn't know what questions to ask. I think this is him back in when he was eight or seven years old. Back in the, um, let's see, he was born in the 40s. So this is like during the 50s or actually late 40s, if my math is right. The teacher didn't call it a dumb row. There wasn't any cruelty or anything, but the kids call it the dumb row. And when you're in that dumb row, you start thinking you're dumb. Take away your self-esteem, mind you. And this happens to a lot of male students. So for the Caucasian man back in the times, it was seen as, um, I'm not sure if it's called shaming, but I digress. At teacher's conference, my teacher told my parents, he's a smart boy. He'll get it, and they'll move me on to the third grade. He's a smart boy. He'll get it, and they move me on to the fourth grade. He's a smart boy. He'll get it, and they'll move me on the fifth grade. But I wasn't getting it. Stop right there. Stop right there. The 90s? Well, it seemed to me... Your counterpart, your non-black counterpart, boy, was getting no, no child left behind throughout decades, onto decades, onto, do we need to start, go on? And also, every student now, because now they have to make it an even playing field with education, they now made an act, and this is done by, was it Bush Sr.? One of them bushes, possibly. But anyway, nonetheless, you get the point that they've been having no, no child left behind act for almost a century, at most, at least. But if you remember, people, it's the third grade 
the, the third grade itself was the determining factor of how or how many prisons should be built. Because if you cannot read, write, or do any of all of the above, you be your likelihood of operating in this society was very slim. And the only solution they would have for most of that are not able to read, write, do all this. Prison was your next best thing because you cannot function in society. Even back then. And they determined that the lower the, um, you're able to understand the written word, the higher chance that you were going to be put doing criminal acts. But to the average non-black person, as you seem to read here, is that it was okay for a good portion that if they didn't get it, it's not the end of the world. They're going to eventually get it regardless. But he said personally that they're not going to get it at all. They're not going to get it. And he said personally he never did get it. So it makes me wonder and have to ask if this man right here was able to get by through life up to he's in the 70s. What I said about America in its entirety. We are a bottom last in education now for some time now. And for good reason, there's a purpose to that. And he is one of many that's proven the benchmark of the so-called education system of America. Let's go on. By the time I got to the fifth grade, I basically gave up on myself in terms of reading. I got up every day, got dressed, went to school, and I was going to war or to war. I hate the classroom. It was hostile environment, and I had to find a way to survive. By the seventh grade, I was sitting in the principal's office most of the day. I was in fights. I was defiant. I was a clown. I was a disruptor. I got expelled from school. Oh, yo. Yo. Bro. Bro. Now, mind you, he does come. I know he came from two parent households. But it's evident that does understand or have a, a better grasp of the English language or able to articulate and understand the written word itself. Is this one of many factors that? If a boy doesn't get it, the second best thing as he goes up in grade level, he turns to a life of degeneracy or a form of criminality. Hmm. 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 I don't know. It seemed that, that this makes a lot of sense. It makes a whole lot of sense. But it's something that we should probably examine more. Should we? But, you know. Let's go on. Okay. But the behaviors wasn't who I felt inside. It wasn't who I wanted to be. I wanted to be somebody else. I had a desire 
to succeed, okay? I want to be a good student, but I just couldn't do it. So before I continue, let me make sure I have more. Let me check if I have. I gotta check if I have echo. Hmm, let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it. All right, let me test if my sound's still good. Let's see, let's see. Let's test it. Audio, audio's good. Audio, audio. Testing, 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 testing. All right, I think I might have fixed it. All right, I cracked it. All right, let's continue, guys. By the time I got to the eighth grade, I got tired of embarrassing myself and my family. I decided I was going to behave myself now. If you behave in high school, you can find your way through the system. So I was going to be a teacher's pet and do everything necessary to pass the system. Okay. Now, I'm not sure what... The definite of teacher pet is um we could look that up but that'd be for another time y'all can look that yourselves but i guess like any being you have to adapt and find ways to survive and this is a normal inclination and survival mechanism the average male has for all you women that don't know this as men we have to impose the virus so we have to adapt and pose nonetheless So, I want to be a athlete. I had athletic skills and I had math skills. I couldn't count money and make change before I even went to school. And I learned the timetables. Okay. I had social skills too. I ran around with college kids. I date the valedictorians, the students with the highest grades who gives a speech at the graduation ceremony. I was the homecoming king. I had people, mostly girls, do my homework for me. Now, mind you, ladies, when a man could sing some real... <laughs> Use your imagination. I couldn't write my name, and there were some words that I couldn't remember, but I couldn't write a sentence. I was in high school and reading at a second or third grade level. And I never told anybody that I could read. Second to third grade. What I said before about the third grade reading, if you have not read anything past third grade reading, they built prisons here in America. They built not small, but they built big prisons. And the easy factor, like I said before, the level you could understand the written word, articulate, maybe comprehend it, all the above. What's going to determine how you're going to function in the society? If y'all notice, the average newspaper in America is written on a sixth grade reading level. So if you can't get past third grade, 
you sure as hell ain't going to understand what's in a newspaper, what's written. And to all people to understand, to understand how to read and write, that does take work. It's like anything you do, like you play video games. You have to work at it. You have to practice it. Nothing comes easy. You have to put in the work, just like everything else. If you are... Let me take a step back. I remember there was a story done that uh, a financial guru by the name of Boyce Watkins. If you're not familiar with the man, look him up. He said best. He was never the most top student in his, um, what do you call it? Back in the days when he was in high school. He said what made what made a change for him that he turned around is when he got to college. And one of the few things that he discovered as a young man in college back in the back 31 years ago. And when I mean 31 years cuz he started he was born in 1971 and he finished high school He finished high school back in 1989. So, like always, you know, when he was picking his major and all stuff, he was still decisive. I think he went into finance or economics. I think that was his degrees back then. I can't give you the detail. But he said best. What he has done to make himself to survive college, he had to take everything that he did when he was playing sports and restructure it in how he would Go about in the books. Like how you spend time doing exercise drills, he revert that into his form of studies while he was in college. And lo and behold, over nine to almost nine to twelve years later, he is a doctorate and master of finance. And one of the well-known scholars right now to date in regards to black intelligence. So the purpose of the story is that. What he has done that he's good at, he turned it to strengthen what he's not good at. That's what you have to do as men and women today if you want to get a better result. If you want to be a better student, I'll say it personally myself, you have to do things that you're good at and reverse it and put more emphasis onto these materials like understand reading, writing, arithmetic. Invest more time how to read much more proficiently. Um, there are websites and there are Things right now being marked right now to teach people how to read much faster. So we're not going on to that. But the, the, the point I'm saying is this. If you want to get a better result, you always got to find what you're really strong at and reverse it and put the things you're weak to strengthen that much faster. And trust me, it will work. All right. All right. I couldn't write my name and there were... Some words that I couldn't remember, but I couldn't write a sentence. I was in high school and reading at a second and third grade level, and I never told anybody I could read, which I read already. When I was taking a test, I wouldn't look at someone else's paper, or I'll pass my paper over to somebody else, and they'll answer the question for me. It was fair and easy. Amateurs cheating, but when I w went off, to college on a full athletic scholarship, it was a different story. 
Let's read that again. When I was taking a test, I would look at someone else's paper. Y'all know back in the day when the tables were structured way where you could scoot over and look at somebody's paper? Yeah. It's real. It's real like that. Trust me on it. Let's go on. I thought, oh my gosh, this is way over my head. How am I going to be able to get through this? And he got on a football scholarship, which football was very popular back then, as you can tell. I belonged to a social fraternity who had a copy of old exam papers. That was one way to cheat. I tried to take classes with a partner, somebody who would help me through. There were professors who used the same tests year after year, but I also had to resort to more creative and desperate things. In one exam, the professor put four questions on the board. I was sitting at the back of the room near the window behind the older students. I had my blue books and I have a painfully copy of the four questions off the board. I didn't know what those questions said. I had arranged for a friend of mine to be outside the window. He was probably the smartest kid in school, but he was also shy and he asked me to fix him up with a girl by a name of Mary who he wanted to go to the spring formal dance with. I passed my book, my blue book out the window to him and he answered the question for me. I had another blue exam book underneath my shirt and I took it out and pretend I was writing in it. I was praying that my friends was going to be able to get my books back to me and that he was going to get the right answers. I was so desperate. I needed to pass courses. I was at risk. Let's go down. There was another exam that I couldn't figure out how I was going to pass. One night I went by the professor office about midnight. He wasn't there. I opened the window with a knife and I went in like a cat burglar. Mm -hmm. I crossed the line now. I wasn't just a student that was cheating. I was a criminal. Hey, you got to do what you have to do if you want to get by. But it goes back to say, overall, this is not nothing new here in the West we call America. As you know, criminality is a thing. This is a, a normal common thing in America. Well, it's mostly Western culture, actually, that if you know how they get to a certain promise of power, what is the old playbook? I think it's the three sins. Rape, plunder, pillage is no different back then than still now. The only thing separate is you don't see or hear stories too much about rape. Because rape is very much bad. It's a criminal offense. So they resort to other criminality things. If we look at your top um, people that have institutions that have are very wealthy from, the, I think, the Rockefellers to all these other peoples that you could look research, bankers and all stuff, you find throughout their history is all in regards to how they got their money. It's all form of criminality. You're not going to escape the past, the history. History is there. You know, I mean, I know most of you don't take 
serious of actual history. But you have to have a respect for it, nonetheless. It's not to look at it in shame or to look at it at something that, you know, is relevant. It's something that is vital to you have to understand how the world really works, people. And if you don't know how the world really works, every time when you find things in the news article or what you see on TV, it's going to only further your confusion. So, like any person, you should be well abrupt to actual history and certain people, families get an understanding and have not a hatred, but a form of respect because you know that it's not your fault. And you know, say for you to get to the certain things, you have to do certain things like everybody has done in past. The only problem is that you might not get too far depending on how a system is structured now, but at least you have a clear understanding that these people didn't get it all so hard on their Merits of hard work. Keep that in mind. Let's go on. I went inside and I looked around for the exam. I had to be in the off his office by... I couldn't find it. There was a file cabinet that was locked. It had to be in the file cabinet. I did the same things two or three nights in a row. Looking for the exam. But I still couldn't find it. So one night, about one o'clock in the morning, I brought three of my friends with me and we went to the office. We carried out a four-drawer file cabinet, put it in the vehicle, and took it off the campus to a college apartment. I had arranged for a locksmith to come. I put my suit and tie on. I was pretending to be a young businessman who was leaving for Los Angeles and the next day and the locksmith was saying my job by opening it or save my job by opening it. He opened it, gave me a key and sure enough to my great relief, there were more than 40 copies of the exam, a multiple choice paper or multiple choice paper in the top drawer and the file cabinet. I took one copy back to my dormitory where a smart classman made a cheat sheet with all the correct answers. We carried the file cabinet back and at five o'clock in the morning I was waking up to my room or walking up to my room and thinking mission impossible accomplished and I was feeling pretty good that I was so clever. But then I walked up the stairs, lay down in my bed and start weeping like a baby. Why didn't I ask for help? Because I didn't believe there was anybody out there who could teach me to read. This was my secret and I guard it or guard that secret. Um, what's this? I don't know if this is an audio. <laughs> it might play. Yeah. I can remember praying at night and saying, please, Lord, let me know how to read tomorrow when I get up. And, and sometimes I even turn on the light and get a book and look at it and see if I got a zapper miracle. Well, I didn't get that zapper miracle. It's like you opening a Chinese newspaper 
and looking at it. I didn't understand what those, those lines were. Why didn't I ask for help? I didn't believe there was anybody out there that could teach me to read. You still managed to graduate college, though. Yes, I did. I graduated from college, and what's next? Well, the most illogical thing that you can imagine. I got out of the lion's cage, and then I got back in uh, to taunt the lion again. And I was a teacher. I taught high school for 17 years. Being a teacher would be a good place to hide. Nobody suspects a, a, a teacher of not knowing how to read. One of my biggest fears were faculty meetings, and we had them once a week. And one of the things the principal often did, if we were brainstorming, teachers were brainstorming in a meeting, he would call on somebody to go to the board and get these ideas on the board. And I lived in fear that he would call on me to put something on the board. So every week, that, I was terrified. But I always had a backup problem. If he called on me to do that, I would get out of my chair. I'd take two steps. I'd grab my chest, drop to the floor, and hope they call 911. That's what I had in my playbook. Whatever it took not to get caught. And you never got caught. And I never got caught. All right. Yeah, I heard that. Um, that's the voice by John Corcoran. Um, let's go down and continue the reading. My teacher and my parents told me that people with college degrees get better jobs. They have better lives. And so that's what I believe. My motivation was to just get that piece of paper. Maybe by osmosis, maybe by prayer, maybe by a miracle, I would one day learn to read. So I graduate from college, and when I graduate, there was a teacher shortage, and I was offered a job. It was the most illogical thing you can imagine. I got out of the lion's cage, and then I got back in to taunt the lion again. Why did I go into teaching? Look back, it was crazy that I would do that, but I've been through high school and college without getting caught. So being a teacher seems a good place to hide. Nobody suspect a teacher or of not knowing how to read. <laughs> you can't make this up, people. You can't make it up. you the purpose of dealing with this article because and mind you i'm reading this for the first time because i don't really go through this i like to keep it and then maybe do a podcast on it if it the title catches my attention but now reading this first time i'm not sure if anybody should laugh or cry about this because this is just shameful and i said during this broadcast, the educational of the Western world we call America, or just the West in general, is very poor. We got people that will sit there, apply for jobs, but they don't really qualify for the job. But you're teaching a room of students. Now, I'm not sure what's, what um, grade level he teach during the days when he was a teacher for 17 years, but let's keep going on, see if... 
it, it goes into more of the evidence. I taught a lot of different things. I was an athlete coach. I taught social studies. I taught typing. What? How you can teach typing? You can't read. Let me just continue. I'm a cutie. I could copy type at 65 words a minute, but I didn't know what I was typing. Wow. I never wrote on a blackboard and there was no print word in my classrooms. We watched a lot of film and had a lot of discussions. I remember how fearful I was. I couldn't even take the, the role. I had to ask the student to pronounce their names so I could hear their names. And I always had two or three students who I identified early. The one who could read and write best in the classroom to help me, they were my teachers at AIDS. They didn't suspect at all. You don't suspect the teacher, much as you don't question the teacher as well. I think this was him as a teacher back in the 60s. So I think he was in his 20s, I believe, during that time. One of my biggest fears was faculty meetings. We had them once a week, and if the teacher were brain brainstorming, the principal would call on somebody to get those ideals onto the board. I live in fear that he would call on me every week. I was terrified, but I had a backup plan. If he had called on me, I was going to get out of my chair and take two steps, grab my chest, drop to the floor, and hope they call 911. Whatever it took not to get caught, and I never got caught, surprisingly. Sometimes I felt like a good teacher because I work hard at it, and I really care about what I was doing. But I wasn't. It was wrong. I didn't belong in the classroom. I was trespassing. I wasn't supposed to be there. And sometimes what I was doing made me physically sick, but I was tripping. I couldn't tell anybody. I got married while I was a teacher. Getting married is a sacrament. It's a commitment to be truthfully with another person. And this was the first time I thought, okay, I'm going to trust this person. I'm going to tell her. I practice in front of the mirror, Kathy or Caddy. I can't read Caddy. I can't read. And one evening we were sitting on the couch and I said, Kathy, I can't read. But she, but she didn't really understand what I was saying. She thought I was saying that I did not or did not read much. You know, love is blind and deaf. So we got married and we had a child. And a year later, it really came home to her. I was reading to our three-year-old daughter. We, we, we read to her routinely, but I wasn't really reading. I was making the story up. Stories that I knew like, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I just added drama to them. But this was a new book. I think it's called Rapluskin. And my daughter said, oh no, Rumpelskin. 
<laughs> I think I remember that book. Rumpelstiltskin, maybe. I don't know. Um, and my daughter said, you're not reading it like mama. My wife heard me trying to read from a child book, and that was the first time in her life that it dawned on her. I had been asking her to do all this writing for me, helping me write things for school, and then she finally realized how deep and severe this was. And in her shock, <gasps> my husband, he can't really read. You know how non-black women, most Caucasian women, they put their hand in their mouth because they're in shock? You get what I mean. But nothing was said. There was no confrontation. She just carried on helping me get by. Okay. This is her granddaughter. One of his granddaughter. I think her granddaughter's teacher, I believe. Was we to her daughter and then John Scooby, I believe. Okay. It didn't relieve anything because or I should say it didn't relieve anything because in my gut I felt dumb and I felt like a fake I was deceitful I was teaching my students to be seekers of truth and I wasn't the biggest liar in the room the relief only came when I finally learned to read I taught high school from 1961 to 1978 there we go I was closely right. 77 to 78 is the benchmark. So, and obviously, he, he stood around for the extra three years once um, what it called special education came to play in 1975. Eight years after I quit my teaching job, something finally changed. I was 47 going on 48 when I saw Barbara Bush then second lady of the U.S. talking about adult literacy on TV. It was her special cause. I never heard anybody talk about adult literacy before. I thought it was the only person in the world that was in the situation I was in. I was at this desperate spot in my life. I wanted to tell somebody and I wanted to get help. And one day in the grocery store, I was standing in the line and there were two women in front of me talking about their adult brother who was going to the library. He was learning to read and they were just full of joy and I couldn't believe it. So one Friday afternoon in my pinstripe, or pinstripe suit, I walked into the library and asked to see the director of the literacy program, and I sat down with her, and I told her I couldn't read. That was the second person in my adult life that I had ever told. Mara Bush, as you could tell. And this was um, Herbert Bush, uh, I think, Sr., All right. I had a volunteer tutor. She was 65 years old. She wasn't a teacher. She was just somebody who loved to read and didn't think anybody should go through life without knowing how to. One of the things that she had me do in the early stage was to try to write because I had all these thoughts in my mind. I never written 
a sentence. The first thing that I wrote was a poem about my feelings. One of the things about poetry is that you don't have to know what a complete sentence is. And you don't have to write in complete sentence. She got me to about sixth grade level reading. I thought I died and gone to heaven. But it took me about seven years to feel like I was a literate person. I cried, I cried, and I cried after I started learning to read. There was a lot of pain and a lot of frustration, but it filled a big hole in my soul. Adults who can't read are suspended in their childhood emotionally, psychologically, academically, spiritually. We haven't grown up yet. This is true. I was encouraged to tell my story by my tutor to motivate others and promote literacy. But I said, no way. I live in this community for 17 years. My children are here. My wife is here. She professionally, my parents are here. I'm not going to tell this story. This is family. Okay. But eventually I decide I would it was an embarrassing secret and it, it was a shame-based secret. So it was a big decision. It wasn't easy, but once I made up my mind, I was anybody that would listen. I guarded this secret for decades and then I blasted it to the world. I was on Larry King. I was on NBC News Magazine. Show 2020, I was on Oprah. And as you know, he set up a foundation and his name is Children for Literacy Skills in California and online, as you can tell here. It was uncomfortable for people to hear the story of the teacher who couldn't read. Some people said it was impossible and that I was making the whole story up. But I wanted people to know there is a hope. There is a solution. We are not dumb. We can learn to read. It's never too late. Unfortunately, we are still pushing children and teens through school without teaching them basic reading and writing skills. But we can break this cycle of failure, of instant, of blaming teachers. We make sure they are promptly trained. For 48 years, I was in the dark, but I finally got the monkey off my back. I finally buried the ghosts of my past. And it's the end of the story. Written by Sarah McDermott and photography of John Corcoran. Or Corcoran. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Interesting story. Mm. That was very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Interesting nonetheless. But... Like I said before, um, for this story, and as I check everything, it's very sad, truly sad indeed, um, to be honest with you, that, um, that this is the teach that we deal with today on a maybe everyday basis, possibly. Um, to know that people have been, been passed by, most people that are the majority here in this country, and to find that a man like this can get by through life for the first 
30 years of his life, or I say 25 years of his life, and know that he could have a teaching job and teach whatever and make a money and don't qualify for the job, really, is a testament of how the educational system is very poor and weak. Um, I don't push homeschooling, per se, on here. Because I feel, I feel most every student should be able to, what's the word? They have to be able to interact with people. And I don't really see that as a possibility when you're just being promptly homeschooled. I mean, the only thing the benefits of homeschooling is that you, you'll be able to do the work without much distractions, depending on your, your parents. Now, if you have strict parents, homeschooling will be a challenging, but nonetheless a learning lesson in itself. Um, I think one of the other things that you can learn from this is that we have to get out of this myth that you cannot learn nothing, that you are forever staying in this box. Um, if this European man throughout most of his life made the conscious decision to really to improve on it, you as a man today and woman, but mostly we're going to say this, the conversation mostly focused on men. If you as a man of any age and you are struggling or you're not at a certain position and learn the basics to function in the society, it is your rightful duty to get and find the resource possible to break this little schism or cycle you're in. There's no way in hell any man of any statue in the 21st century should be unable to read and write at this stage of the game now because we live in a more accelerated world. We live in a technical advanced age now. And they already project most jobs nowadays are going to be more functioning digital and through robotics. I cannot see anybody now, but you see, because he's an older man, he already made his money and he's already, you know, past working stage of his life. So he's fine. But for you, young men and adult men, you are not going to get through that now. I'm not sure the average non-black or black person could get through life now without reading, writing. And I just don't see it now in the 21st century. If it's still a possibility that it tells you we really do live in the end of days and this is this world is going straight down even as much as i can see a collapse when the collapse happened most of you that know the basic skills might survive some that don't i still know but overall you know that's a good read i'll probably leave a link to that um article itself for y'all to read for yourself but like i said it's very frightening no saying we had teachers like this for de almost decades and we probably still have them now teaching students now because if he's able to get past by and be able to get a job as a teacher doesn't know how to read or write, and this is back in the 60s, how many teachers now that you know as a person that can't do the same? I'll leave you that to um, think about and judge. We're going to take... We're going to take a quick little break.
I got another article to read to y'all that you're gonna like. Um, and this this right here, I bring no shames on this, but you know, nonetheless, I gotta read it anyway. Y'all gonna like it. Trust me, you're gonna like it. I'll be back. I'm just looking at something right now. I'm trying to find the image of this next article, to be honest with you. Before before I read this, um let me see the yeah, they took that image down. Oh, well, 
I guess I'll read it personally, and y'all gonna have to find it somewhere else. I guess it got too graphic, and I think they do this because they protect other groups of men, other racial groups of men. That's why um this next article that I'm gonna share now, they're not even um unfortunately um showed the image of this sister getting brutally beaten and attacked by a non-black man, mostly a Caucasian man. Um, so let me screen share. As you can see right here, it's titled, A Man Arrested for Beating and Kidnapping Atlanta Woman Where He Met on Hinge. See, crime scene here. Do not cross. And throughout this this article itself, it's very graphic and looks like they took it down. And rightfully so, they're going to take it down because overall, they do protect their own. So, let me check. And let me move one more thing right here. So let's go into this article in its entirety. Brittany Corella can rest a little easier tonight knowing that the man who she claims beat her for hours on a first date has been captured by police. Corella met up with a man married or met up with a man named Ben Frencher in Atlanta last week after matching him or matching with him on the dating app Hinge. And I gotta look what Hinge is for y'all to know what that is. She said that the date went well initially. This is her. <clears throat> I felt that we connected. He made me comfortable. Corella told Atlanta Was TV, super nice guy. Very nice. We were laughing throughout the whole night, just having a great time. And there's a link for Atlanta WASB TV. That changed after they left the Hyde Lounge nightclub. Correa said Frencher took offense to her dancing with two black women while they were at the club. Correa claims he beat her as he drove around Atlanta. Eventually pulling a gun on her. He started beating me in my head. Punching me everywhere. My forehead. My temple. My cheek jaw. Throat. My arm. My back. He was just telling me that the date cost too much. That I'm not worth that. She told Atlanta. WXIA. The violence only stopped. Nearby security guard noticed Correa and began to yell at Francher. He dragged me and beat me, and there just happened to be a security guard there. So she comes running, taking pictures. I think he gets spooked. It was literally by the grace of God, Correa said. 
And she'd be rightfully so because this non-black man would have killed her right there that night, that day. And for what I'm hearing, cause I, I got this from another, you know, other streams and stuff, this story. But this male, from what I've discovered, was one of those um, dust mics. He's one of them, um, what they call um hillbillies, caucasoids from Georgia. But, yeah, like I said, when you're dating and you're dating non-black men or any man of any statue, you're going to put yourself at risk, obviously. Because there is a track record that women, black women, you are more susceptible to not only torch, but rape and death from other groups of men. Not just the black men in this community, but mostly other groups of men. Uh, I'm not going to waste time going at the numbers of who gets it worse. And that's beyond the point, unfortunately, because the same outcome is the same. Matthew, you put yourself at more risk because these people have a normal history of getting away of beating and killing non-white women. I don't see much stories besides the Breonna Taylor situation with the police officer shooting the apartment. And normally he's going to probably get off eventually. But these are stories we don't really see or talk about. So let's continue on. Coretta, who also said that Frencher called her the N-word, shared her story along with photos of her injuries on IG, which they took in down now. Police in New York captured Frencher on Tuesday. He faces charges of kidnapping, false imprisonment, and aggravated assault. Hinge, for their part, respond to Correa's story and said they are working with law enforcement on the case. All right. Let's go down. The violence she described is horrible and is something no one should ever have to experience. Hinge representative told Narcity, we stand ready to work with law enforcement to help assure the justice is served. That's the end of this article. And like I said, I cannot go... Actually, let me see what Atlanta... Watch TV is. What is that? Oh, there's more here. Okay. Let's read on. Let me see if it if it's shared. Okay. Atlanta woman said man she met on Papa dating app beat threatened to kill her. And is this the video? I'm not sure. I don't think so. But let's go down there. Atlanta. A woman who met a man on a dating app said he went from charming to violent to violence. And as he beat and threatened to kill her for an hour as they rode around in his car, police in New York said they arrested and suspect. Tuesday, Brittany Correa told Channel 2 Tom Jones that she is 
fortunate to be alive. See the word fortunate, be alive. I felt that we connected. He made me comfortable, Carell explains, as she nursed a busted lip and aches from bruise all over her body. Let's go down. Carell shares a picture of her and Ben Frencher as they enjoy their first date um, on November 11th. Carell told Jones that they met that day on the online dating app called Hinge. It looked like a love connection. A super nice guy. A very nice. We were laughing throughout the whole night, just having a great time, she said. After a night visiting restaurant and bar, Cora said Frencher became a different person. I never been beaten so badly, she said. Cora said Frencher began punching and attacking her while they rode in his car. My biggest regret is getting in his car, she said. And there's more stories. Police said it went on for an hour. Correa said Frencher called her the N-word and was irate about her dancing with two black women at the bar. Which really is irrelevant because, you know, most dudes don't really care what women do if they dance with other women. As long as they're not dancing with another man, it's not a problem. So that I don't really believe. I won't take serious in this section. He threatened to shoot me that I picked the wrong white boy. She remembered. Correa attorney said Frencher should face a hate crime charge, which he might, but eventually it's going to be thrown out. Race was at the top of his mind while he was committing to this heinous act, said attorney Michael Sterling. Correa said a security guard saw Frencher attacking her on Howell Mill Road and yelled for him to stop. She, my angel, I can't wait to see her again. Correa said of the security guard who rescued her. She said the guard snapped a picture of Frencher's attacker, Correa, which spoke or spoke in him, and he drove off. Correa doesn't want this to happen to anyone else and wanted Frencher off the streets. I just want him caught. He knows where we live, she said through her tears. <laughs> I want this man to go to jail. I want him to be locked up. He did such me wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frencher faces charge of kidnapping, false imprisonment, and aggravated assault. Carrera's attorney said Hinge bear some responsibility in this incident. Channel 2 reached out on the dating app and has not heard back. Hinge didn't post on Carrera's social media. It is sorry this happened and has taken immediate action. Maybe we need to go more. Sad, sad, sad. Very sad. Let's go down. Let me see if there's any articles up here. And there's another article. 
right. And this Arco. Mm. Let me see what this is. Save big during our Black Friday sales event at Plaza Appliance Mart. Get this Hot Point by GE Washer for only $4.99. Now it's stock. What you can't get anywhere else. Plaza Appliance Mart. Brittany Karori's story. One that still haunts her. Uh, like mentally, I'm not okay. Brittany says on Wednesday night, she went on a first date with a man named Ben. She met through dating app Hinge. She says everything started smoothly. He even met her friends and family. But later that night into Thursday morning, after leaving Hyde Lounge, Brittany says her date turned violent. He started beating me in my head, um, my, punching me everywhere, my forehead, my temples, my cheeks, jaws, throat, my arms, my back. Um, he was just telling me that the date cost too much, that I'm not worth that. At one point, things escalated even more when she says he pulled a gun on her. He was dead, dead set on killing me. Brittany says at that point, they were stopped in northwest Atlanta at the Westside Provisions District. He's dragging me and beating me, and there just happened to be a security guard there. So she comes running, taking pictures. I think he gets spooked. It was literally like, uh, by the grace of God. Atlanta police say officers responded to the area around 6.30 Thursday morning and met with security. Investigators think Brittany's date drove her around in his white BMW for about an hour before they stopped on Howell Mill Road. Brittany says this is the white BMW he drove that was seen on her ring camera when he picked her up for the date that night. Brittany can't help but wonder if her date's intentions from the beginning was to hurt her. It almost just felt like a setup of a situation. Atlanta police say right now they're still working to figure out who this man is and where he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Let me stop this. Um, let me go down. Where is this? Um, okay. Y'all get the picture. Um, Y'all get, get the point. Um, hold on. Let me see. what. Y'all get the point. And where's my chat room? Y'all get the point. Now, this is this woman is a black woman. I me seeing the actual video of her, I don't know where people are getting their resource from. This woman does not look black to me, to be honest with me. So I'm not sure where did these fools be getting and be creating videos or etc. and saying this person's black. As y'all could tell from the video I just played. That don't look like no black woman to me. Sorry. I'm sorry to tell y'all that. Now, if he said that she's a kind of slur N-word also, she'd probably be look somewhat of a mixed woman, but it's a black woman. I just don't see it. I'm sorry, people. Um, but, hey, like I said, um, when these things happen, um, they happen. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It comes with the territory. Um... But I'll say this, and my good friend Mr. Anthony said it best. 
if you don't if you don't succeed, you try try again. But like I said, I don't see that this this, this woman is a black woman. Um, she looks like she's mostly a mix or a serious non-black woman from the video. So you know she she's gonna probably you know find another man again and try again. You know she's gonna probably look for the next mate and you know hope that she she prays and hopes that it doesn't happen again. But like anything else, if this woman is mixed with one black parent, the only thing I would say, my advice, stay away from dating apps like Hinge. Um, I think what Hinge is, what Hinge is, let me see what this is. Let me see if I can find Hinge, what that is. Cause I heard about this. Uh, Hinge, Hinge, where is Hinge? I don't see it, so y'all can look up Hinge yourself. But I think I cover enough on the stream today. Um, there's certain things that has been said, some things that you will learn. This is um, one of many called the Chaos News, news article reactions. You know, this is one of many in a series. Um, I like to try to make more of a series like this. But like always, I like to hear from y'all personally. If you feel what was said. Or you feel have a fence or something that was an error, or maybe go as far as there are other articles I should look at. Please feel free to leave a comment during this podcast slash live screen. I would like to hear from you. I don't know all. There's so much information out here that I can't keep up, and I won't not willing keep up. But like I said, some things will catch my attention. I will talk here on Cast Rain Channel. But some that won't make the cut, you won't hear me talk about it. At the end of the day, you know, hearing from you and you bring out certain articles that I should look at and have a perspective or look in it and make a broadcast. Yeah, just leave in the comment section. I'll read it personally. You know. And I see a comment here left um, by Mr. Sir Anthony. Beating her might have been a sadistic fantasy of his. And probably is, but here's the here's the byline truth, Mr. Anthony. A lot of women don't do no background check with any man that they come in contact with. They don't do background checks on mostly men in general. A simple background check would reveal all of this person, especially if you're using his actual name. If he is found through the FBI or any criminal records that he had history of um, serious abuse, drug addiction, all that stuff, then that's something that is a red flag for you as a woman to really take in consideration if you're going to go out your way and date this person. Nonetheless, you must do your own homework. It is your sole responsibility. Once you hit 20 years old, you should be responsible of every decision you make. I don't care if you're not even male, I mean, you're psychologically developed in your frontal lobe, which is going to take a couple more years in this stage as well because normally most people don't get to like 27 years of age but as you're growing as you're a young adult you're going to be experiencing certain things you're going to be learning something and you're going to be taking your bumps and bruises so to mitigate the serious bruises you should do at least a background check that's your responsibility as one so that's all i'm gonna say and leave it there let y'all marinate on that like i said 
If you're not subscribed to Chaos Rain channel, what you're waiting for, hit that red bell. I mean, the red button, hit that top bell, you know. And also, please, please comment, subscribe, and like this video. If you're not liking this video, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. Hit and give me a like. If you dislike what this video was, give me a dislike. And with comments, with the dislike, I like to hear the negative and possibly the positive side to every upload and live stream on Chaos Rain channel. Trust me, I do read and watch what's said. So, you know, keep it respectful if you can. Other than that, thank you all for listening to today's stream, today's podcast. I'm hoping to hear from you soon, you know. So, I'll leave it off that. Thank you. Let's go.
Thank you.